are those things actually, do they, do they matter? You're coming to me because you want to grow your audience. That means that the other things you're doing aren't growing your audience. So why are you doing them? You know, um, so setting aside time to revisit what you're doing, whether it is business or personal that matters, what are things you want to get rid of just to make the time you're spending on whatever it is um, more worthwhile and helping you live the life you want to live and run the business you want to run. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Krista Miller of Summit in a Box. Krista, excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. I think it's going to be fun indeed. And of course, before we jumped into the funness and all the awesome things that you're doing, I wanted to read a little bit more about Krista so you could hear about some of those awesome things. And at Summit in a Box, Krista helps you replace slow growth and costly marketing strategies with high converting virtual summit that will multiply your revenue and lead you lead to your biggest course membership or group program launch yet. Her method incorporates highly targeted positioning and feel good engagement based strategies that lead to higher than average Convergent rates, true connections, and making a difference through your summit is in a way that creates ongoing benefits for months after the event wraps up. Krista, ex- again, excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. Let's get it started then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. So I started in 2015. I'd been working a full-time corporate job doing um, web development and software development um, and just kind of got to where I wasn't loving the corporate vibe, wasn't loving the vibe with the team I was on. Uh, And just like through wasting time on Pinterest, saw people running their own businesses and doing like design and stuff like that. I was like, I can do that. I do that every day. Like, yeah, I can start this business. Um, and so I did. I started as a, a WordPress developer, uh, went full time with that within about six months, was able to quit that job. And um, in trying to grow that business, decided I'm going to try hosting a virtual summit. And this was in 2017. I made this decision. And at the time, it was a lot of the biggest names in business hosting summits. And I was like, I don't know if I should do this. Like people are going to laugh when I pitch them. Who am I to do something like this? And it was just like a realization I had one day after throwing this idea around for way too long. Like I can do it my way. It doesn't matter if I have a couple hundred people signed up even like that's going to make a big difference for me. Um, And we can, we can do this differently than all the other people are doing it. So I did, I went ahead and hosted my first summit in 2018 and blew my goals out of the water. I was hoping to have a couple hundred people registered, uh, maybe make a couple thousand dollars. Um, and we had 1500 people registered and made 16,000 with that first summit. And nice. at the time I was making like three, maybe $4,000 a month. So to bring in 16 K with one thing, literally life-changing, like, I know that's dramatic, but it felt dramatic. Like this, this <laughs> changed my life. And like, I didn't plan to do anything with it. I was not like, gonna. okay, I did this thing. Now I have to go teach it. Uh, I was just going to stay in my lane, keep hosting summits to grow my own business. Uh, but my speakers and attendees had different plans. And for the f- next few months, I was just getting constant like emails, uh, messages on social media. Like, can you teach me how to do this? Do you have any resources for this? It's like, leave me alone. And then eventually <laughs> I just gave up. I was like, 
fine. Here's the Asana template I used. You know, I took my Asana template that I had used to plan my own event, made it a little prettier for other people to be able to understand. And I was like, here, you can buy this if you want. And they did. Um, and after that, they just kept wanting more. It's so like, well, do you have like, what, what did you say in your pitch to your speakers? What was on your registration page? I was like, all right, here's that template. Here's that template. And eventually like you can see where it's going. It just kind of exploded. So now I have literally thousands of uh, virtual summit trainings and templates, uh, everything someone needs to host a summit. So I kind of feel like I fell into uh, the role I'm in right now, uh, just by listening to, to my audience and what they wanted and it made it a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely love hearing that, especially the organic, organic nature of everything and how it just kind of came about. And, it, you know, you said, you know, who am I to do the virtual summit? I think there's this um, motivational quote or something I said, and where it's like, who am I? You, sometimes we get that imposter syndrome in those questions. And then a lot of times we hear or we hope to hear answering back, like, who are you not to? And I love that you took that and you kind of ran with it uh, from everything you've been able to do. Yes. Oh my gosh. Who am I not to is like one of the things I tell my, my students and clients now when they are doubting themselves, like you can make such a difference for your people. Who are you to hold that from them? So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times we have those, you know, those gifts, those things that we learn, that we acquire, whatever it is, and they're not often for us to just hoard and not share out. They're actually for us to do some of the awesome things that you've been able to do and, and make that impact in so many ways. Yes. I love that. Awesome. 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 So I know you touched on a little bit on how you're working with your clients and how that process works. Can you take us through a little bit more on how you make that impact and how you are helping people to, to be armed to be able to make those impacts? Yeah. Yeah. So we um, have a couple programs, but our core program is like a group coaching program called the Launch with the Summit Accelerator. And we help people through that who are kind of already established in business. So they have the course membership group program that sells, but are kind of in the place where like, I can sell this, but I don't have people to sell it to. We take those people and help them host a, a summit that converts highly, you know, gets them the audience, gets them the subscribers and the, the revenue through the event itself. But also we teach them how how to use that summit as a launch mechanism for their course membership or whatever it is. Um, so we have, you know, all of the templates and trainings and everything, but we also work really close, closely with them in a coaching capacity where we're chatting back and forth with them daily. A lot of it is like going through the mindset stuff. Like, I promise you can do this. Just like follow the process. You are good enough. Your people need you. Um, and it's just so fun and so rewarding to be able to help people make this impact and see how it continues beyond them. So we are able to encourage this person um, to, to make big moves in their business. And by doing that, they, a lot of times are like changing the industry as far as their speakers go. They're making a huge impact for their audiences. And then their audience, like thousands of people now know what they learned at the summit and can go on and spread it from there. Um, so like, it just makes it also rewarding to see that impact continue to spread. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that domino or ripple effect is yeah. so powerful. And I love that, you know, you you talked about that mindset piece as well, too. Even you talked about it in your story, like sometimes we can stop ourselves before we actually get going and we have the opportunity, the thing to share. But not only is it good, you know, sometimes for us to get, obviously, you know, the attendees and to be able to have a, a successful, you know, summit, but also to those speakers, the, the people that might be sponsors. I just, I imagine there's so many different ways that that impact can happen. And it's so, it's, it's kind of, almost like, I don't want to say required, but it should be required of us to actually, you know, take that step and do that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I agree. And like a lot of times when I'm talking about like our approach to summits, it's easy to focus on like the benefits you're going to get. You're going to go through all this work so you can grow your email list and you can make all this money. But when you actually focus on the other people first, it always comes back to benefit you. When you go in with 
how am I going to grow my speakers email list? How am I going to make sure my speakers make money? How am I going to get them in front of these people? And how am I going to change my attendees lives or businesses? When you go in with that first, it always comes back and means bigger results for you as well. Yeah, that's that's so powerful. And I wonder if that's like even like part of your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique, because I almost feel like a lot of times when you have people that are truly givers and they often will do things for other people prior to themselves. So I'm sure that it probably mm-hmm. does help them to actually, you know, put the pedal to the metal for like a better term. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. So true. And it makes it like, for example, it makes your speakers want to promote when you are like, you know, leading when you're giving first, it makes them want, want to support you however they can. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it it ends up coming back in so many different ways. And I imagine, Mm -hmm. too, like even having your summary and being able to kind of, you know, helping and coach people and and help to support them, it probably also um, creates benefits that sometimes you don't always expect or see initially, like I imagine your first summit did for you. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, I feel like it still surprises me every time. And that's also one of my favorite things about coaching people is they expect the summit to be like the big thing that they get. And afterwards you're like, oh my gosh, like I wasn't expecting all this momentum. I wasn't expecting like these speakers to want to keep collaborating with me or, you know, this person that attended the summit to hire me for this thing. Like it opens so many doors that no one ever expects. And I can tell them, I can be like, this is going to happen. But I, I think they just don't believe it until it actually starts happening. So yeah, it just, the the good stuff just keeps coming. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Especially how that's the, obviously the event in and of itself is a, is a really great opportunity, but then there's just so many other opportunities and dominoes that fall from that too. So mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Yeah. So something I have been doing for the last couple of months, I have it sitting next to me for the people lucky enough to see the video, but I have like this daily planning pad. Um, and you know, the, the exact pad doesn't matter, but I am someone who always has lots of things on my to-do list uh, more, more than I should have, but I'm a planner. So everything I want to do ends up there. And if I just like sit down in the morning, which is what I was, was doing, I would sit down, I would look at my calendar and what I needed to do for the day. And I would just sit and look at it like, okay, like I, I don't know what to do first. And I'd pick something and I'd go do it. And then I'd come back to this calendar and be like, okay, now what I'm going to do and go sort through those things where now I have this daily planning pad. I actually like, you know, get an actual pen out, which I know is wild in the digital age. Um, <laughs> but I brain dump like what all I need to do. So sometimes it's literally just copying the list from my computer to this pad, but it lets me run through in my mind what all could happen today. And then underneath that, it asks for the top three action items. So that forces me to narrow down. What are the three things I have to get done today to like, you know, really feel like I accomplished something. And then there's a section where I can map out the day. And for me, I have um, two little kids at home. So I have three distinct times of the day I work. I work before they wake up. I work in the morning while the babysitter is here. And then I work during the nap time for, for the youngest. Um, so then I take it and I sort those tasks that I identified I I needed to work on into those three areas. So I can sit down at each of my distinct sections or sessions of work and look at this and be like, 
okay, this is what I'm working on during this session. I don't have to go revisit my task list every single time I sit down to work, reorient myself with what was I working on? What am I supposed to be doing? All I do is glance down like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting on this call right now and like go do it. And it just makes me so much more effective um, and helps me, me make sure I'm getting the most important work done every day. I absolutely love that. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. Um, I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client or potentially if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is such a good question. I think I would encourage myself to more often look at the things I'm doing that are actually, and I guess this just kind of ties right into what we were just talking about, the things I'm doing that are actually mattering. Like with this, I'm speaking kind of more in terms of like the marketing stuff I'm doing, what I'm focusing on in my business. but. I am someone who like, when I see someone talk about a new strategy that they're using, I'm like, Ooh, that looks fun. Let's try that. And I do the thing, but then I don't have, or, you know, in the past didn't have a way to go review that and be like, okay, is this thing actually working? And instead I would just keep doing it. Cause now it's a habit. It's on the to-do list. It's a repeating task. I'm going to keep doing it. And that's how, for me, that's how you get real overwhelmed is when you just keep adding all these new strategies and never stop to be like, what actually matters? What does it matter? Um, so something I would tell myself and something I work with, uh, and this comes up a lot with what I do, because hosting a summit is like a big project. And a lot of people are like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Let's look at what you're doing. Are those things actually, do they, do they matter? You're coming to me because you want to grow your audience. That means that the other things you're doing aren't growing your audience. So why are you doing them? You know, um, so setting aside time to revisit what you're doing, whether it is business or personal that matters, what are things you want to get rid of just to make the time you're spending on whatever it is um, more worthwhile and helping you live the life you want to live and run the business you want to run. Nice, nice, nice. So I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Krista, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, I think being a CEO to me really focuses on like how I'm running my business, not necessarily what I'm doing, what strategies I'm using, even like how much money I'm making, how much I'm checking off my task list, but like what kind of business I'm creating for myself and my employees and our clients and students and just making that the best it can be. Like, I'm so thankful for the time I spent in the corporate job that I didn't love because that helped me know what I don't want to make. I know I want to stay away from those things. Uh, my husband has had, you know, a job that wasn't so great uh, recently and now he's in a great job. So it's for that, even it's so nice for me to be able to see, okay, that, that, that experience was terrible. This one's great. What's the difference? What do I want to create from that? Um, so for me, being a CEO is creating a company that I can be proud to run, that I would want to work in, um, that people want to be a part of um, because it's run with integrity, strong values, and valuing people as people. Yeah, I absolutely, you know, love that. And it sounds like by having those experiences, the less than ideal jobs and opportunities allows you to really, I think, love, you know, care for, you know, what you have, but also want to kind of recreate that for, for many people that you work with, I imagine too. Oh, yes. I love that. And it, <laughs> it like, it makes, and, you know, even though I have been able to, to look at the not so great pieces and make good out of it. Like hearing you actually call that out. 
like the hot and the cold makes it like even more worthwhile. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I just I just called it out. You actually lived <laughs> in and are actually doing it. So that's a lot harder. So thank you for doing it. And thank you for sharing that you know, so much with us. And uh, for, for people that uh, want to reach out to you and find more about, I wanted to see if there's anything additional you want to, to mention to our listeners and readers. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you find about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, so you guys can find me at summerinabox.co. We have over 200 podcast episodes about running summits. I'm over on Instagram way too much at Summit in a Box. Um, would love to hear from any of you who, who are listening to this. Um, we have all kinds of like freebies and resources and checklists and all the things you need to get started with the summit. So would love to connect with anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And to make that even easier, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes as well too, so that everybody can follow up with you, subscribe to the podcast, find about all the awesome things that you're doing. I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.